Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 203. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We have a little treat for you again in uh, celebration, I guess, of the 200th episode. We're doing a little series of looking back at what we've done here at Income School and just talking about what we learned from it. So this time we're going to play an episode for you that is about the garage sale and that is episode 65. And that was when the garage sale was live on Income School site and Jim gave his advice for what to consider when looking to buy a site. And Nathan, you also interviewed a Project 24 member, Kern. Yeah, that was a great episode. Um, so everyone, you're going to have a chance to listen to that episode, kind of get an idea of if you haven't heard of what the the infamous garage sale was. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, Jim gave some great advice there. Um, but the idea for this episode, uh, the reason why we're kind of throwing back to this episode is in the upcoming episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about our thoughts on the garage sale <laughs> now. Um, it was it was definitely a big deal uh, for us to do that. Uh, I guess we sold all of our sites, essentially. That's what, what we call the garage sale. Um, so anyway, we're going to, uh, Anna, myself, and Ricky are going to talk about the garage sale. And we're going to talk about how it went, kind of why it happened, and then kind of looking back if there's anything we would do differently. And so anyway, episode 65 is a great one. And also the interview, uh, although not quite related all the way to selling website, uh, is uh, Project 24 member Kern, great guy, a full-time income earner um, with Income School. So anyway, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode um, and definitely tune into the next one as it will be connected to what you are listening to today. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, he bought one of the sites. Yes, he did buy one of the sites. From the garage sale. Yes. So it's interesting to hear his yes. perspective. Yep, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and enjoy. Welcome back to the Project 24 podcast. This is episode 65. Okay, we are glad to be here with you this week. Uh, we love doing the podcast. It's honestly one of our favorite things to do every week. We love sitting down and just sharing with you guys what we are kind of working on and what's going on around the office. So as most of you probably know by now, maybe some of you haven't heard, we are selling all of our sites. All of them. <laughs> and it's just crazy to think, but we thought it would be really relevant today to talk about buying a site mm -hmm. since we are doing that. Yeah, it's something that I talk to a lot of people about in consultations this month. Uh, it's been really fun talking to a lot of you, uh, especially a lot of those people had more established sites and are, you know, it's a real business for them. And I talked to quite a few of them about buying a site if it's just the right strategic move for them. I, I just still don't recommend for most people buying a site as your first shot at internet marketing. And the reason is that there's just so much that you need to learn. It's like an art, you know, that you have to learn and just get better at. You can understand the concepts and everything, but there's some things that you just need to try and, yep. and experiment with and see and figure out on your own. And there are things that you can mess up royally on a website. Um, you know, you buy a website, your SSL broke, and all of a sudden it's like, where is all the traffic going? And you don't know what caused it. And there are things you can break yep. on a website. And so I wouldn't recommend buying a site for a beginner. 
I also maybe would be really cautious about buying a very small site. I talked with quite a with several people actually who said, you know, if I've got an extra ten thousand dollars, should I buy a site? And I said, mm, probably not. the The cheaper the site is, the higher the risk of not getting an ROI. Yeah, in my opinion, at least, at least in my experience of buying. Because they're sites that are newer, don't have a long traffic history, they don't have diversified income streams, they don't have a great backlink profile to rank new content on. And so to me, the lower cost ones are, we're like, e, are we getting an ROI on this mm-hmm. thing? It's risky. Well, and even our sevenyearolds.com, it's a great example of that. Yes. You know, it, it just hasn't grown to the point yet. We haven't monetized it. There's nothing there yet. It's just potential. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it really is with a lot of the lower dollar amount sites. Exactly. And I think the person, if someone buys seven-year-olds, I think it's only like $4,000 yeah. or something like that. You just you would need to recognize that, yep. that this is something that you could get a really fast ROI mm-hmm. uh, because it's just so cheap, but you're going to get that if you do work on it to mm-hmm. build on one to what's top, uh, what's on there. If you just put that site out to pasture, Mm, I don't know that there's yeah. just not enough history there to say that you're going to get an ROI. Whereas on a very large site, you know, you're looking at different factors on a very large site buying it. You know, the ROI is a long time, you know, whatever, 37 months, 35, 40 months or typical multiples mm-hmm. of monthly net revenue for an internet business to sell anywhere between 28 and 40 really is normal. I'm even seeing some over, over you know, 43, 44 now. Uh, but, you know, it's a long time. It's basically three years of income. And so you look at a bigger site and you say, I got to be really sure that, one, this business is not going to go down at all. No dips mm-hmm. in three years. And then I get the income from it. And so on the very large end, you know, we're spending, I, when I say very large, I'm saying, $150,000 plus. Yeah. This is a very significant yeah. business that you're buying. At that end, I'm only interested in buying that business if I feel like this is a joke because there's so much low-hanging fruit that I feel so confident I could t- take that multiple of 37 that it's being sold at and I could cut this in half yep. just by take, by going after the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Because then, even if the site traffic takes a dip or something, well, I've also brought the monetization up, and so I'm still fine. Um, so anyway, at the large end, I want low-hanging fruit. At the small end, I want the longest consistency of earnings possible, or just recognize that it's going to be work. I think the real sweet spot for most people in buying a business is somewhere in that 30000 to 80000 range, I would probably maybe say. Maybe even to 120, depending on your financial situation and, and your experience. But those are sites that definitely have some kind of history, usually have significant content. They're there, but they're also new. Usually they're newer uh-huh. at that. And so you can still see a lot of upside, a lot of growth. The content isn't getting stale and old and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, kind of a question that I was just thinking about that maybe you'd have some insight in is like buying a YouTube channel. Um, how would that work? I mean, with a YouTube channel, that person was the face mm-hmm. of the channel. So what, what would be your advice or thoughts about buying something like that? I'm really interested in buying YouTube channels. Uh-huh. Ricky and I have tried. Okay. Probably a dozen times we've contacted people and said, hey, we like your channel. We want to buy it and build it. 
100% of the time they thought we were scamming them. <laughs> it's like, no, please, it's legit. Uh, it's really hard because the YouTube creators aren't quite as clued in uh-huh. to a lot of the internet right. marketing stuff. And it's just not a common thing to occur to buy a YouTube channel because people get used to the personality so much right. of that person. I think it's possible. I think mm-hmm. it can be done. I think you take an audience that has 20,000 subscribers on your topic and you say, okay, I'm, you know, if I'm spending 15 grand on this, I'll fly to mm-hmm. where you are and let's make 15 videos in one weekend. Yep. And, you know, I just become another person and we schedule them out for the next 15 weeks. And then the last episode we make is a farewell and I continue on from there. I think it can be done. I think you can make a seamless transition, but it's not common. And so it's hard to find somebody right. to do it. There are marketplaces for buying and selling YouTube channels. They're terrible. Really, they're like forums and mm-hmm. stuff where you post it, where it's kind of become the place where people do that. But um, it's all like scammy crap content. Uh-huh. I want to find somebody who's a good creator with a great audience, and I could seamlessly take it over. I know people would be interested in selling. I know a lot uh-huh. of YouTube creators would be. Um, it's how to approach them in a way that they don't think you're a scammer. Right. That's been the hurdle for yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. So kind of back to the marketplace thing, we've talked in the past briefly about uh, marketplaces for websites mm-hmm. and you've shared some of your past experience with poor experiences with, it's, it's with a gym website rant. marketing. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so what would you say about that for someone who's never done it before? What's the best way to kind of avoid some of those hurdles, some of those issues that come? Flippa is like walking through downtown Chicago at, <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning and hoping you're going to make it to the other side. Sorry, Chicago. I actually love Chicago. I've spent a lot of time in Chicago. Uh, downtown. Nope. Uh, nope. I'm not naming more cities. This isn't going well for me. <laughs> um, anyway, th- there's just so many. Yeah. There's so many risks to, to Flippa. Not that there aren't great legitimate businesses there, but it's just, there's so many scams out there and just businesses that people are fudging numbers and things yeah. like that. Then you go to the the more established places. You go to an Empire Flippers, a First Slide, et cetera, and they are just taking so much money, mm-hmm. 15% of the whole business, just to put it on their glorified Craigslist. Right. It's, woo. Um, and ideally... They're also holding your hand and handing, you know, handling all the transfer and everything. But when I sold improved photography, which was, I paid them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They barely did anything for me. When when it came time to do the transition, and it was a very complicated business with a ton of logins and traffic that we had to make sure was right and everything. They were they just kind of like, okay, send all your usernames and passwords to the new buyer. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Wow. Uh, it was horrible, the the service that we received. In fact, the buyer and I, you know, we were mad about it. What Empire Flippers was just totally leaving us out to dry. And we we're just like, okay, but whatever. We do want the deal to go through. And so we'll just deal with each other directly. Mm-hmm. And we worked through it all. But it took, out, took up so much of my time over two months that it was like, I am... I'm not going to be dealing with them again. I, it was, I was really mad about that experience and I've used empire flippers many times. I've had conversations with the owners. They're good people, 
Um, but their business has grown really fast and they are not handling it well. Yeah. So for someone who's about to buy or looking to buy a website, what are the, what do you say three to five key things to look for on a site that you're going to buy? I want to make sure this isn't a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. Sites sell really quickly, especially if they're at the kind of a low Uh $20,000 price point. If they are just, if they're just shooting up in numbers, people get excited about Mm -hmm. that because they say they map out, well, look what next month is going to be in stuff. And I've just seen too many flash in the pan where they're doing something weird on social media or something to get that traffic. And it just makes, I don't know about that. I love to see it. And it's fine if it's growing, but I want to see that that growth curve looks normal to Mm -hmm. me. I want to see that it was dead. For eight months, if I see a site was dead for the first eight months, I'm like, cool, because I, mm. I know what that means. I means right. it was grown organically, and it's fine if it's reaching great heights now and going up. It's fine if it's in a hockey stack, a hockey stick, but I want to see the dead point. Right. So that's interesting to me. I also want to see diversification of marketing. Um, if it's an expensive business, you know, if they're only relying on one way to get that the uh-huh. traffic to an info product, that's scary to me. Um, and then low hanging fruit is huge. Just, you know, that's when I bought knife up years ago, that was the thing as I saw it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, there's just so much I could do to this site in two weeks and totally change the numbers. Mm -hmm. And it worked. I bought it for 30,000. Two months later, it was earning 4,000 per month. It's crazy. And then I had that for years. It was a totally passive income of 4,000 a month and sold it for 184,000 years later. And so Buying a website can be just a crazy good investment, but you do need to understand what you're doing and you can't get too excited about mm-hmm. it, about a site. Really take some time, think about it, make sure you're doing, it's it's what you think it is. Awesome. Well, we have an interview with a Project 24 member. Uh, we have been seeing so much success or so many of you having success in, in the community and so many of you hitting the, you know, $500,000 a month marks. And it is so exciting. And so we've kind of reached out to a few of you and just said, Hey, would you mind coming on the podcast for an interview? And so we have an interview today. And so we're going to head on over to that interview. All right. Today we are here with project 24 member Kern. We are so glad to have you on the podcast with us today. Kern, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. I appreciate being here. We So you are one of the Project 24 members who have hit the $1,000 a month mark, and we are so excited for you and many of the other Project 24 members who have hit this milestone. So maybe if you'd be willing to tell us, kind of where did your journey start with all of this? <laughs> uh, floundering, let's say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started my first blog back in 2016. Okay. And it's it's one of the three that I have now. And I started it, so I, I like to play with old vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, in my case specifically with Jeeps. And so for me, it was kind of an accountability. I love to learn new things. And so I'd never restored a vehicle before. I bought a 1987 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, the kind with the wood grain on the side. Uh-huh. And I started the blog along with it so that it would sort of uh, be self-accountable to myself to continue to go out there in the garage in the middle of the winter or in the middle of the summer when it's you know 100 degrees here in North Carolina or right. 20 degrees, uh, maybe a little colder out there where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just a, a motivation piece. And I, I figured my parents and maybe a few uh, friends might actually look at it. And uh, little did I know that 
thousands of people would start looking at it, but I never made a dime. I mean, I, I, I think I made $6 in two years with Google AdSense, uh-huh. and I did get some affiliate in- income. But some guy that resold uh, iPhone cases somehow used my link, and almost like 99% of the revenue I got from Amazon was because of that one guy. So wow. I, it, it was floundering. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of how I got into blogging, had no clue what I was doing, making it up. And then in October of 18, mm-hmm. my traffic took a big dip and I kind of went searching for answers and found income school through YouTube, like probably a lot of the people who joined project 24. Right. And it just kind of took off from there and sort of paint by numbers, if you will, the way you guys have, have laid it out. And I didn't try to overthink it. I just followed the process and got going and, started three, two new blogs. So I run three blogs. Uh, two, I started solely Project 24 because I wanted to make sure that, you know, that they were, because I didn't know. Right. <laughs> I didn't right. know if this was going to work. I didn't know if it was real, um, but I was willing to give it a shot. So I started two new blogs, uh, one in the pet and the dog specific space, and mm-hmm. then one in boats, two other passions I have. So the automotive specific with Jeeps, dogs, and then boats. Very cool. And uh, here we are, hit a thousand in December, which was my goal for 2019. I did not think I was going to get there. I figured I was going to be, uh, I think I was in like 700 for November. Mm-hmm. So I thought I might have a shot with the Christmas holidays right. and, and spending and whatnot. And I was sitting at like 956 and sitting there counting down the, the revenue per day to see if I was going to make it. And I made it on Christmas Eve. That so, is fantastic. That, well, congratulations that cool. on that. That is just fantastic. Yeah, so, thank you. So just a few questions about your site. So you said you have three sites. Would you be willing to kind of break down the monetization of those sites for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so the three, I, call them, I just usually call them site one, two, and three. But uh-huh. one's automotive, two's dogs, and site three are boats. Uh, the automotive is good on the ads. It's okay on affiliate. I'm still working that out. Um, actually, the where most of my affiliate is coming from on that is uh, stereo, which actually I'm doing right now on my latest Jeep. Okay. I'm trying to do a stealth stereo system so that you look stock. You know, they're old Jeeps trying to use the factory radio, but how to still actually be able to enjoy your, your music. Mm-hmm. And so that's been okay on the affiliate side, but the ads have been really good. Um, with the exception of the seasonality is brutal. Yeah. Um, little did I know that that was going to be the case, but the seasonality was a shocker. Uh, the dog site, okay ads, but the affiliate income is fantastic. Um, that really surprised me because, you know, in the course and all the material and in the forums, we all talk about trying to, you know, hit that price point of something yeah, around the hundred dollar yeah. range or some little, little higher, like was it camper report in one of your last podcast or one of the last, one of the last dozen or two, you guys were talking about how the, uh, uh, the generators mm-hmm. were, yep. you know, high ticket item deal. Mm-hmm. Well, my my big revenue uh, or, or lead in for Amazon affiliate are uh, twelve to fifteen dollar items. But the uh, the shopper, if you will, the reader of that site, there's so much other stuff from paper towels to <laughs> toilet paper wow. that they are adding on. Um, it's kind of crazy to see all the stuff that, you know, that I get credit for because somebody read the blog, clicked the link, right. they bought one of the items that I recommended. And then and they just then, put everything else know, from their cart in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's how it is at my house. I'm sure, yep. you know, 80% of, of the guys listening to this, um, 
you know, this podcast, have an Amazon box showing up today or, yep. in, you know, this week on the front doorstep. Yep. And, uh, and then the boating site, uh, this was one that I really started this because it was a personal passion and I wanted an excuse to get involved in the, in the boating community, not just as a, I mean, I've been involved for a long, long time, love to offshore fish. My happy place is on the water uh-huh. on a boat. And, uh, but I just want an excuse to kind of get to know the guys in the industry. And so that's kind of how I've levered that. Um, the site itself has been the, uh, the, of the three, it's been the neglected child. That's my winter project this year okay. is to get content up, content up. I think I've got like 35 posts. So it's, it's been neglected, but that's, that's the big push this winter. And in terms of, uh, affiliate versus ad revenue, it's right down the middle. But as we know, boating is highly seasonal. Mm-hmm. All right. That's awesome. So for, if you were to give advice to someone who's just starting out, you know, they're, they've just joined project 24. What would it be? If you could go back kind of, you kind of looking back from where you are now, what, what advice or what would you tell someone like that? Don't ever think it and just hit publish. All right. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll tell you this, a little brag moment. So, uh, my cousin, she signed up in December and so I, I have given this advice. So mm-hmm. it's not something that I'm just you know making up. I talked her into it and hopefully she's listening and we'll, we'll just keep hitting publish and follow the process. Don't overthink it. Find something you're interested in something, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just uh-huh. find the first one, learn the process. And then once you have the process down, you can do anything you want to. If you want to mm-hmm. change directions, you want to start a second blog, a third blog, like I have, go for it. There, there are no rules other than follow the process. And that's what, that is what project 24 and income school makes it special is it is a paint by numbers. I mean, follow what works, you know, the most successful people, you don't have to go out there and recreate and and invent some brand new great thing. You've just got to find a way to find what people want and need and do it better than the next guy. And that's what project 24 offers is, it gives you a methodology and a process for solving problems for other people, but doing it better than what has been done before. And that's where, you know, and that's where you're going to succeed is by just following the process. Awesome. Well, that is fantastic advice. I really appreciate that. Well, Kern, thanks for coming on the podcast with us today. I wish we had more time to chat and kind of go through, you know, more things, but we really appreciate you taking your time and congratulations on all your success. Yeah, I appreciate it, Nathan. Thanks all right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of the podcast. We will see you next week. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.